What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, let's jump right into it. A lot kind of went on Friday night. I want to talk about Mackenzie Gore and his Major League debut. So, first of all, it was Jackie Robinson Day. What a day to make your Major League debut. Because, obviously, when you watch, when you go back and watch the highlights, you're going to know it's Jackie Robinson Day because of the big 42 you had on the back. You know, Major League Baseball celebrated Jackie Robinson Day. We'll get into that in a moment. But let's talk about Mackenzie Gore. So, Mackenzie Gore, he has been a big-name prospect for a while now. You know, he was drafted out of high school, 18 years old, just, you know, nearly five years ago. And when he was drafted, the Padres really envisioned him pitching just as he did on Friday night. He was blowing upper 90s fastballs against the defending champs. He looked really confident on the mound. He was really good. You know... His journey to this point has been kind of kind of winding, you know. So he entered the 2020 season seemingly almost ready for big league action. But then obviously, you know, the pandemic hit and the minor league season was canceled. And then while he was at the team's alternate training site, apparently he was struggling to throw strikes. And those struggles lingered into 2021. And all of a sudden... Mackenzie Gore started to drop in the prospect rankings. He showed up this year looking a lot better. He looked like that mega prospect he had once been. In his first backfield sim game this year in spring training, he hit 99 miles an hour. And they were like, okay, this kid's back. This kid's back. And now he is in the big leagues. So he was sharp last night, five and a third innings, as the Padres ended up losing five to two to Atlanta at Petco Park, but he allowed two runs on three hits and two walks before he left to a standing ovation with the game tied in the sixth inning. And his stuff looked really good. Had a lot of life on his fastball. You know, Mackenzie Gore is known for that high leg kick. The very first batter he faced was Ozzie Albies. He blew him away with a 96-mile-an-hour fastball to get his first career strikeout. And, yeah, so with him, you're talking about someone with the pedigree, obviously, who's projected to be a frontline ace. That velo is going to play, you know, High 90s from the left side is definitely going to play. And he's athletic, too. He's athletic out there on the mound. As long as he can keep his command, as he's been showing this year so far, in spring training and in the early going, he'll be fine. You know, he'll be up in the big leagues. The Padres need they need him. They really do need him. Um, I mean, for being honest, yes, he's a rookie, but his contributions will be very welcome in San Diego. So, yes, we're welcoming Mackenzie Gore to the Major League picture. This is another one of those top prospects who has who has debuted this year. So the talk of the night also kind of happened in Arlington where Cordy Seager was intentionally walked with the bases loaded. So this was Rangers versus Angels in Arlington, Texas, and Joe Madden, the Angels manager, he's long been known for his unconventional style of managing. He's been he's he's been a manager for 19 years. And he took it to the extreme where he Decides to intentionally walk Corey Seager with the bases loaded and one out in the fourth inning where he forced in a run after the Rangers were already ahead. And then he called on a righty to he, so he called on a righty to intentionally walk Seager to get to the right-handed batters, Mitch Garver and Adolis Garcia. So I guess he figured he'd rather, you know, give up one run right there automatically than give Seager the chance to to get a base hit and score multiple runs or, you know, clear the bases and score, you know perhaps three rounds or whatever, you know, two, two to three rounds. So 
this kind of backfired though. The Rangers actually ended up scoring three runs as a result of this. Um, you know, Madden thought that by walking Seager he would avoid the big blow, but it it didn't work out. It didn't work out. They ended up scoring three runs that inning. It backfired. Mitch Garver hit a deep drive to right center for a sack fly, and yeah, I mean, it, it just didn't really work the way he wanted it to. But nonetheless, the Angels actually still came back. They came back and eventually won this game 9-6, to thanks in large part to Shohei Otani, who had two home runs on on the night, doing his thing. We know that he is liable to leave the yard at any moment. Let's move elsewhere. Let's look around the league. What else happened? I mean, obviously, full slate of games, as, as we've been getting used to. So... Great news is coming out of Minnesota that Byron Buxton has no structural damage in his knee. So it was an early game in Boston, Twins and Red Sox, where Buxton had to leave the game in the first inning due to what they called right knee soreness. It looked really scary at first because, honestly, the first thing came to my mind, I'm like, oh, is this like an ACL? Because it was a, a non-contact injury. He slid in to second base and then he popped up. You know, he was like, he didn't even pop up. He stayed down. And he slammed the ground because he was angry. He knew something was wrong. And it looked like something may have happened as he was jogging the bases. Because he wasn't busting it out of the box like he normally does. Given Buxton's injury history, there was a lot of immediate concern. But it's, it's being reported now that he might not even need to go on the injured list. So that is huge. Because Buxton, when healthy, I mean, we know he he rarely is. But you're talking about and someone who's actually continued to get better. You know, when he first came up, I think he was rushed to the major leagues. He was rushed at a young age. And, uh, you know, he's taken some time. The last two, three years, we've really seen him put it all together. And he's he's put up monstrous numbers this year, put up monstrous numbers while he was healthy last year. If he can actually be healthy and play over 100 games, he's talking about an easy MVP candidate. So everyone wants to see him healthy doing his thing, but it's been a problem his entire career. He has not been a, uh, a model of consistency whatsoever. So... Hopefully he can get back on the mend, but fortunately no structural damage, which means no, no, uh, you know, big surgery or anything needed for him. So they're hoping that he he might be back in about a week. Might need about a week to recover. So that's good, good stuff. So in other news, I do want to talk about Jackie Robinson Day. You know, it's always a great one, great uh, great tradition in baseball. They do a good job recognizing Jackie's historic achievement. A lot of players, you know. They, they wear the, the the nice cleats, pay homage, all that. So we're all wearing 42. Saw some some pretty cool tributes. Um, yeah, some pretty cool tributes. So, some people may not know, but Robinson Cano was actually named for Jackie Robinson. His his father, or I guess, yeah, I know his father played in the big leagues for a little bit, but I'm sure that was the motivation there, naming him Robinson Cano. And this is not the first time Robbie Cano has homered on Jackie Robinson Day. I remember he did it when back when he was with the Yankees, and he did it again with the Mets yesterday. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Saw, um, you know, Mo Vaughn, who was the last player to wear 42 for the Red Sox. He threw out the first pitch. Uh, the Mets honored Jackie Robinson's granddaughter, which is really cool. And, yeah, a lot of, a lot of great tributes around the league. So great tradition in the early going. Really, um... You know, gets us in the in the baseball mood because it's it's definitely a a great tradition that puts baseball on the map a little bit in the sports world. People love showing the the highlights and the the tributes from Jackie Robinson Day. 
because he was a pioneer not just for baseball but for you know sports in general for american sports in general so in other news apparently the d-backs are considering a reunion with justin upton it's not yet clear what upton is planning for himself he's 34 i'm sure he's given some thoughts of retiring altogether but if he does continue his career, a return to the D-backs would actually represent a nice full-circle moment. The D-backs selected him with the first overall pick in the 2005 draft. He spent his first six MLB seasons with them, and that included two all-star appearances, arguably the finest year of his career in 2011. And he finished fourth in the NL MVP voting that year. But, you know, obviously that was over a decade ago. He's roughly been a replacement-level player over his last three seasons with the Angels. So we'll see if he has anything left. So that's going to do for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.